Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Sports Night Podcast on the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Network, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors. Like I said, our title sponsor is Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Of course, Columbia Academy, Beck Dental Care, Jones and Lane, all sponsors with us as well. And, of course, our Into Win Life Team of the Week sponsor, Custom Stone Handlers. Leadership. Outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. 1-490-4990 or at customstonehandlers.com. Today we are joined by Spring Hill head baseball coach and recent Spring Hill Little League uh, champion, <laughs> Paul Lamb. Uh, welcome, Coach. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me, and thank you for the uh, Little League shout out. It was it was fun compared to the year that we've had. So it was a it was a bright shining moment in 2020. You know, I, I guess to be able to get those guys on the field with everything that you had to deal with this year was quite an accomplishment. So kudos to the league for um, for keeping the faith and, and staying with that. Yeah, definitely. And it, it it gave this old ball coach at least an outlet a little bit and probably the most intense little league coaching <laughs> that some of those people have ever seen in their life. But – when you know beggars can't be choosers when you didn't get to have a season so it was fun what age group was that paul so we've got about uh four kids that are on that team that are still supposed to be in in t-ball that are actually playing up as seven and eight year olds that are they're five and six right now so they were doing coach pitch so it was five six seven and eight year olds is what was on our team that's a little different than the high school experience. Yeah, a little, little bit, little bit. But I tell you, working, working with those little dudes, you know, them just being out there and not worrying about stats, not worrying about – honestly, every single game, one or two of them, are we winning? Did we win? <laughs> Is the game over? You know, just – <laughs> Those type of things, it's just – it's so cool to see how pure it is just for, you know, like them playing in their backyard. It's it's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it, it really is cool. I love I love to hear those stories. And I, Little League is so – especially at that age group, it's just pure. Yep. Yep, it is. And, you know, I I know there's travel ball for that age and, and it, to each his own, but – you know, it, there's something about those kids just showing up, the ones that, that they know each other from school or they know each other because they had older brothers, you know, they know each other just from seeing each other different teams in the same league. I mean, it's just kind of cool, at least right now at that age, just to see them come together and just, just play and have fun. You know, you, you had a um, – you asked a question on Twitter a, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, mm -hmm at PLAM36, by the way. But um, you were asking some folks for their feedback on when is a good time to, to look into travel ball? What is a good age for that? What did you come up with along those lines? You know, I mean, I, it, I wouldn't ask that on all social media platforms, but it, for me, with 
with my Twitter account, we use it, you know, to connect with baseball coaches all over the country and all over the world. And I knew I wouldn't get just a bunch of, you know, mom and dad type answers, even though there's nothing wrong with, with those types of answers because they're the ones that have been through it. But I wanted, I, I honestly wanted coaches that have been through it with their kids. That's kind of what, what I was wanting to get, just what they have seen, what made the most sense, and when, at, at what level did they see that it was beneficial to not just play rec ball. And quite honestly, what I came up with was the, the answer that I got the most was when they exceed the talent level of where they're currently at. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think that was the best overall answer that, that I could have gotten. There was not, you know, there were some specific age answers and some other specific position answers, but you know, that was, that was the most beneficial thing that I took from that question was when you feel like they've exceeded where they're currently at, you know, that was it. Because right now being in coach pitch, and that's what I've talked to my youngest son about, like I'm trying to let you hit the baseball. Eventually there's going to come a day when that dude that's throwing to you is not trying to have you intentionally hit the ball and hit it well. And, you know, so like I said, it, it, it was a good question with a lot of good, serious answers, I think. And sometimes you don't get that in Twitterverse, but, you know, sometimes you do. And I think that was a good one. It basically, it was if you're the smartest guy in the room, you need to find another room, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you're, if you're content being that smart guy in the room, you know, more power to you, but a lot of bigger fish like to continue to eat. And someday you're going to, you know, you're going to need to find a bigger pond if you want to keep growing. So I think that was something good that I took away from that question. You have an event tomorrow night, Tuesday night, that um, I thought was a great idea when I saw it. And um, I think it's going to be really beneficial to a lot of folks in a lot of different ways. Talk a little bit about that. So obviously, you know, everybody has seen a hundred thousand different ways to honor the 2020 seniors. I mean, people all over the world have, have been doing it uh, specifically from a, a, a this state, this country, this region. We, we all turned our lights on, you know, one night like we did. Some people did it, you know, for the entire time until they had graduation. But we were looking for a, another way to, to kind of honor our guys and give them something that they were not able to have, which was a chance to step back on that field. Um, we had four seniors this year. And aside from Angel Montoya, and this is to my knowledge, Angel's the only one that's actually played an organized baseball game since our last game, he picked up, <clears throat> excuse me, he picked up a couple of times um, with a team sort of kind of locally, I think. But outside of that, you know, you've got three other guys that are just chomping on the bit just to get back out there. So when we were able to, to do this and, and get approval for this, you know, because I didn't, I didn't know if we would. I honestly didn't know if we would be able to do this or not. Um, 
I talked to our countywide athletic director, Chris Pointer. I talked to RAD, John Farmer, Springfield High School, approached my administration about it, and everybody was just, you know, completely on board with it. So I think it's really cool, not only for the seniors, but, you know, for all these returning guys to be able to step foot on these guys, you know, step foot on the field with these guys one more time. I mean, that's really neat. Uh, I told this story before, but when we got home, from our final game, we talked about it a little bit on the field about, hey, you know, got to stay ready. Don't know when this is going to be over, but just stay ready, stay in shape. We're going to be sending stuff out. We'll be doing meetings via online, all this. But when we got back home and we got in that locker room, those dudes were, were hugging each other, you know, it, just going around, talking to each other. It's like they knew before we knew and sometimes kids can be that way where they just have a sixth sense about stuff and they felt it I think they knew I think they knew that that was the last time that they were going to be on the field together and be together so for for us to have a chance to at least give them some sort of we've been calling it closure if you will you know I think it's I think it's really cool and going to be a really fun atmosphere to at least let everybody see them one final time on the field. 6.30 senior night festivity, 7 o'clock game, is that right? Yes, sir. So 6.30, we'll do our normal senior night stuff uh, where we'll bring all four of them out. Uh, then first pitch will be at 7 p.m. So it's an inter-squad game, right? Where you're you're going to – you split your teams up. You announced that. You announced the teams earlier today, I think, on Twitter, or if not yesterday. But. Uh -huh. That's really cool. I'm really excited to, uh, to see how that turns out for you. Um, well, how has how has it been for for you you and your team? You know, even in those workouts throughout the the spring and then into summer after you knew that the season was over. What what's been the 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 consensus among the players? You know, I think in the beginning it was. This is going to be a few weeks, and then we're going, to, we're going to pick back up. So I've got to stay in shape. I've got to continue doing what we were doing on a day-to-day -day basis. That way, when we do get that call and we're going back to work, we're ready. I think after about a month of that, it was, man, this really may not happen, but I've still got to keep doing what I'm doing. You know, there's still that hope. And then, you know, when, when the call officially came out that, you know, the final nail had, had been put in the proverbial coffin on the year, you know, I, I think it stunned a lot of the kids to begin with because you go from, from working out and conditioning three to four days a week all throughout the fall and then five days a week leading up to actual practice and then actual practice six to sometimes seven days a week. And then all of a sudden you just throw your hands up and you don't have anything to do. I think from a mental standpoint, it took its toll on some of those kids because kids are creatures of habit, just like, you know, some of us still are as adults. And we pride ourselves on being so organized. This is when you're going to get here. This is when we're doing this. This is when we're doing that. You will be going home around this time when they didn't have that type of structure on a day-to-day -day basis, 
you know, I think it was a little bit of a, a mental shock for some of them. So they had to reassess. They had to, to kind of refigure out what they were going to do. And, you know, I, I think so many of them were thankful that they've been able to play summer baseball. Um, you know, all of our returning guys were doing something. And it, it's been so cool to keep up with them on, on Twitter and, and, you know, through their parents and through them. And we started summer open facilities, you know, a couple of days a week and just seeing them back out there. So, you know, it, it's good. I'm one of these people that I believe sports is, is very important to kids and their well-being and their mental health. So, you know, just like with, with my kids, seeing them get back out on the ball field this summer, I know there's a lot of people that disagree with that. But from a mental health side of things, I think it's been fantastic. They've needed the normalcy, you know, to be put back out there. So I think it's been very important. And I know a lot of our guys, you don't, a lot of guys get jacked up about normal games. Not too many of them get just geeked out about an inter-squad game, but they're excited. <laughs> We've got three of our best dudes, you know, doing work down in Lake Point right now. And last I checked, they were up five to nothing. That's Hargrove, Marbit, and uh, Whitwell. There's a good chance they won't be there tomorrow night. And I told them, like, look, don't worry about it. Y'all keep doing your thing down there. I'm proud of you. But – I know a small part of them, if everything works out, you know, they would still like to be at that game too, but, you know, they've got, they've got work of their own to do. So, you know, these guys are, they're excited to be able to do. You know, Paul, you touched on it and um, Bernard Childress in one of his um, conversations regarding the status of fall sports made mention of the fact that more than half of your high school student athletes right now are dealing with some type of depression as a result of not having athletics, not having school, that kind of thing. Um, and, and that's something that could easily go un, unnoticed in with everything else that's going on, I guess. Yeah, and, and I, we sort of saw it firsthand, you know, like I alluded to a while ago. It, they're such creatures of habit. They get up every morning at the same time, hopefully most of them. And they get to school, they get to practice, they do their work, they go home, and then they get ready to do it all over again. And when you take that structure away from them, some of them, you know, they, they do get a little bit lost. So, again, I think, it's, I think it's very important as long as safety parameters and protocols are in place and we're all doing our part that we've all heard so much since Mark, if we're all doing our part, then, you know, to me, that's all we can do and hope that the powers to be to make those bigger decisions for us. You know, we hope that they think about those type of things as well. You've got four seniors. Um, you mentioned Angel Montoya, the other three, Dylan Wilder, Elijah Williams, Brett Bell. Is that right? Yes, sir. And yes, three sir. of those four are going on to play collegiately, is that correct? Three of those four will be suiting up in the fall of their prospective schools. Angel with Dyersburg State and Brett and Wilder will get to continue playing with each other at Jackson State and Elijah Williams. And, and Elijah and I have had a, had a lot of talks about this. You know, he has had multiple, multiple offers to consider, uh, to continue his career. And, you know, he just, he's okay with where he's at. 
he's proud of what he's accomplished. Um, the only regret that I have with E is he was primed for a breakout year. And if it was to be his, his last year wearing the spikes and stepping in the box and on the bump, I really wish we could have gotten to see it in its entirety because the kid came out um, and it just would have been fun to see him finish out the year because, you know, it was, it was very cool to see him reaching his athletic potential and he was having fun. I think he has put a lot of pressure on himself just being that freakishly crazy strong athlete that, you know, you just don't see that often. And he just finally relaxed and he was playing ball. And it would have been cool to see it get finished out. So, you know, I'm excited about a lot of things tomorrow, but I'm, I'm as excited to see E get to suit it up one more time. You know, and, and you don't want to minimize his situation necessarily, but you probably, as you go from team to team, particularly in the spring, there are any number of kids that kind of fall into that category that this year was really going to be a pivotal year for them in terms of, having the chance to go on and play at the next level, that kind of thing, and to see it not happen really kind of hurts. Yeah, and I think – and I've talked to my dudes about this. You know, those three seniors that did commit, I'm happy that they did and did early because not knowing what the season would have bring, you know, the unknown, I, you, you just never know if they would have had that same opportunity. And there's a lot of 2020 class – guys that didn't get that opportunity and you know quite honestly this is not the easiest thing in the world everybody's talking about how bad this was on the 2020 class and it was but from a recruiting standpoint you know strictly speaking from a recruiting standpoint this has put a dent in a lot of 21s recruiting um mm. not only on our team but there is a lot of really good uncommitted 21s out there that I know of just in our own district. And, you know, college is such a log jam right now at every level. You know, you're division one through three, all the way down to NAI and JUCO. You know, it's just, it's going to be tough. College baseball was hard to play to begin with. Now, at least for the next two to three, possibly even four years, going to be tough to crack a lineup at collegiate level so no it's far-reaching more so than just the 2020 class that a lot of people don't realize I think well not just the fact that you know it they didn't get the chance to play but we talked about this a couple weeks ago Maurice that you know places are shutting down programs because they're not, you know, they don't want to pay for the program. Two, you've got seniors from this past year's team who are now getting another year of eligibility. So that talk about a log jam. I mean, the roster size is massive, and it it completely and you know lay out an outlook for the next three or four years, like you said, for an entire program. It's just it's wild. Well, we're going to see the effects of this for years. Yeah. One of the coolest things is you're probably going to see the most competitive collegiate baseball season coming up this next spring that you've ever seen in your life. I mean, you're, you're talking about guys that should have went in the 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th rounds. 
that are now going to be towing the rubber and stepping in the box, you know, for SEC schools, guys that you would never have seen, now you're going to get to see it. So, I mean, it's going to be at every level, too. I mean, it's going to be one of the best college baseball seasons I think you've ever seen. And and looking at your program, I mean, you've got a Matt Jocelyn who's going to be a, a third-year sophomore at Austin P. coming off the freshman year he had in 2019. You've got um, you've got Bryson Thomas and, and Gage Gillian at, at MTSU in North Carolina that are both going to be juniors with their programs again. Um, I mean, there are going to be a lot of guys that are really going to benefit from this non-redshirt year, redshirt year. Yeah, it, it, it's funny you mentioned Gage. He literally just texted me a while ago asking if anybody wanted a long toss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that, that guy, I wish you all knew how much of an actual animal he was because he – we've had a lot of guys that have, that have earned their – their positions of where they're at collegiately. Um, you know, we've got a lot of them right now that have been going there, you know, Colton Teal, you know, he's in there almost every day and Nathan Massey and, you know, those guys and, and Gage, they'll just go and they'll work so hard and it just makes you proud to see them working. And now knowing that probably more than ever, you're going to get to see the ones that have put in the work mm. and the ones that haven't with, with all the summer collegiate leagues shutting down when they step foot back in the fall, whenever that is, you're really going to be able to tell the ones that did work or the ones that just went and hung out at the beach or the lake all summer long. So I, I can tell you that guy has not like his beach is that field. So it's, it's cool to, to see him and, and like I said, the other guys too that are in there day in, day out. I mean, that's, it's awesome to see. It makes you feel good like you put something in them because you always told them that there were going to be tough times. And I don't think times get much tougher than what they're experiencing right now. So what you're saying is some guys are going to get exposed. Yeah, uh, big time, big time. I really, it, it fall during especially at the Division One level, it's going to be a dogfight every single day that they're out there. And, I mean, it's – We are visiting with Spring Hill head baseball coach Paul Lamb. Coach, uh, recently we wrote a story on the website, and you were featured in that about some uh, upgrades at your facilities – uh, not just for the, the kids, but the fans will now be able to be a little more comfortable. Yeah, and that was a huge addition. Um, and I can't thank the work that Chris Pointer, again, our countywide AD, and Mr. Bill Marbit. And if you're listening to this and you don't know who Bill Marbit is, I really don't need to explain that to you. There's plenty of ways you can look that legend up, the GOAT himself. Um, but just the work that those guys put in to make that happen, something that, you know, had never happened before, at least as far as our program, that was the first thing that we've ever received from Murray County Public Schools. And, you know, there's a lot more that could be said about that, but the fact that those guys were able to help get that done, um, 
you know, it's phenomenal. Uh, it's, we've made a ton of upgrades to our field, and one of the things that we had, I don't want to say neglected, but one of the things that we had put on the back burner was our seating. Um, and the fact that they stepped up and, and were able to help us get funding for that, you know, it was phenomenal. We've hosted some games and tournaments this summer, and it's just been really cool to see people actually in those stands, seeing them filled up a little bit, and can't wait to see them filled up tomorrow night. You know, Paul, you talked about some of your former players. You've got one who I guess is in a state of limbo right now. When's the last time you talked to Zach King? You know, Kinger and I talked, uh, we text probably not long after the shutdown happened. And dude was just, you know, living the minor league life, working out, throwing the round ball around some, and playing golf. So he has – you know, turned into a professional pitcher. That's pitcher, yeah. <laughs> but he is, you know, Kinger's never been one to not work, and I know he's been working diligently. He goes to a place up in Brentwood, same place that he frequented um, near the end of his high school career and, and during the summers when he was at Bandy. Um, you know, I hated that we didn't get to see him in his first full season because I know he was primed and ready. But, uh, you know, like all the rest of them, he's putting in the work for whenever that time comes that he'll be one of the ones that's ready. You know, I, I guess as a, as a baseball coach, Paul, the good thing is you're not dealing with the uncertainty that football is dealing with right now. Yeah, and I just got off the phone with one um, not long before you – that are both assistant football coaches and head football coaches, and they're all trying to be optimistic. And if I was them, I would be optimistic too. Um, you know, you can't portray the the unknown in a in a bad light to your players. You know, when all this started happening right before the season, you know, I was very upfront and brutally honest with my players as I am with everything. Like, boys, I don't know you know, how long this is going to go on for. So play every game like it's your last. And I know some of them are, you know, saying that, but I truly at least hope that they're going to try their best, Bernard and his team. They're going to they're gonna try to do the best that they can possibly do while keeping the student-athlete safety in in mind. Obviously, we all, all want to see Friday Night Lights. You know, at, if you didn't play football in high school or you didn't have the opportunity, you know, yes, baseball was, was my sport, but there was nothing like Friday Night Lights. Uh, I continue every year that it comes around. I miss it. Um, still remember, vague, you know, just very vividly the last time putting on pads, you know, finishing my career there um, at Loretta High School. But, you know, the kids need that. And and it's so special. There's, there's you know, I think I saw you tweet some about Loretta High School, you know, Friday Night Lights picture, you know, small towns that, that basically close down on a Friday night and everybody's at the game. You know, I don't know if there's many more cool sports moments in our country and that right there, and I would hate to see that not happen. 
It is a, it's going to be a struggle to get through the next couple of weeks as we continue to try to figure out what's going to happen. Cause again, like you said, we just don't know at this point, but coach, um, I don't really have anything else. Maurice, do you have anything? I think we're good. Do wanna, like, we want to, you know, we do want to remind everybody, you know, again, um, yeah. Spring Hill baseball senior night, Tuesday night, six 30, um, presentation, seven, uh, seven o'clock first pitch. Um, Paul, you've got a food truck that's going to be out there as well, so folks can come out and get dinner. We do. My man, uh, Chris Davis, who played collegiately with my brother down at Martin Methodist uh, University, he has a phenomenal food truck, uh, CD's Barbecue. Um, we're not allowed or we're not able to run concessions right now for obvious reasons, but we were we were given the good to go on, on the food truck and uh, – Man, if you like barbecue and specifically barbecue brisket, it is – it'll rival anything you've had anywhere else, I promise you. Dude does a great job, and, you know, he was excited to come. So don't eat before you come. You will not want to miss out on that. I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> Sir. Now, Chris is fantastic. He, he, he does. He does a great job, and one of my favorite – folks in the Spring Hill area and uh, major Braves fans. So we, we've talked about hey, that a lot. So, yeah. yeah. But once again, um, we appreciate Coach Paul Lamb from Spring Hill High School uh, for joining us today on the Sports Night podcast presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and & Joint. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what we expect in the fall season and tell you about what Maurice and I have planned for you. So we'll be right back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. And welcome back to Sports Night presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint on the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Network. Um, Maurice, speaking of the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Network. We are working diligently to get a fall preview sports magazine out uh, with including previews for football, golf, cross country, and volleyball. Uh, and girls soccer. It's been a, and girls soccer. And it's been a challenge, to say the least, to, um, to get this thing kind of going, but it, it's got me excited. I don't know about you. You know, it's been a challenge from the from the standpoint of the moving target with um, what is or isn't going to take place with fall sports. We feel pretty good that fall sports are going to take place, including football and girls soccer, which are the higher contact of the fall sports. Um, we think something's going to happen. We don't necessarily know when, but we're going to be there when it does, and and we're going to have previews of a number of programs in our area for when it does. So um, cautiously optimistic, I guess, would be the phrase that I would use. But, yeah, I feel pretty good about what we are getting ready to get into here. Oh, man, I'm excited. Just just to, to think about the idea of, of doing this in a, a regional format where we can – kind of focus on what you know this area that that you know really well and that I've grown to know over the last couple of years and I'm so excited 
to continue covering um, football all the way from Independence down to Richland and Summertown and of course all of the Murray County schools and, and Summit of course which is in Spring Hill so it's it's been a a lot of fun to get to to really dive into sports you know being in the news side I didn't really get a chance to do that so now I get a chance to be you know to to really focus on the sports in the area and uh and kind of dive into it it's, it's really been exciting for me Welcome to the toy department, as a lot of folks would say in, in journalism. You know, uh, we're, not, we're not splitting I've any atoms. I've been here before, just not, yeah. <laughs> just, on, just, just on the other side of the, the border, a little south. But you yeah. know, it, it is, it, that's what's so fun about it is sports is, it's the exciting part of, of kids' lives, you know? Like, we get to tell the best stories of their lives. Yeah, as Bobby Johnson so famously said at SEC Football Media Days a few years back, it ain't rocket surgery, but it's important <laughs> to a lot. You know, it's important to a lot of folks, and so to be able to um, do that, you know, for the kids, for these programs, for these fans, is is a pretty big deal. And and this will be, oh good lord, year thirty four for me. You talk about having been around it for a couple of years. I've I've been in it for a while, so um, never a dull moment for sure. You've been doing it much longer than I have, I assure you. But this is, and I'm super excited about this, my 15th year covering high school sports. Um, I've been doing it since I was 17 years old. And so I've almost been doing it longer than I haven't been. And that's always a good thing. <laughs> no, um, doubt. no doubt. So we do want to uh, take a minute. Like I said, the magazine's going to be coming out uh, middle of August around the 15th to 17th, depending on uh, when when football comes back. But nonetheless, you will see it um, in some places around town. If, uh, if you're involved in one of the local schools, you will definitely have an opportunity to get one of those. If not, it will be on our, on our website, sm-tnsports.com. Uh, you can see a digital copy there. Want to once again thank our sponsors, Columbia Academy, Beck Dental Care, Jones and Lang, as well as um, Custom Stone Handlers, sponsor of the End to Win Life Team of the Week, and of course our title sponsor, Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint, for all of their support uh, and all of our sponsors with, that will be in the magazine. Make sure you pick that up. Want to give you a, a, a quick um, subscription to our website sm-tnsports.com you can subscribe and have all of our uh content delivered right to your inbox it's absolutely free with uh no no subscription cost at all however on our front page if you do want to support our journalism you can uh you, you can donate uh ten dollars twenty dollars whatever you can donate to us through paypal on our front page uh, if, if you want to do that, we'd really appreciate it. Anything that you do supports us supporting local high school athletics and uh, obviously college athletics as well with Columbia State. Uh, so we, we really appreciate anything that you can do. Um, and if it's nothing more than just sharing and subscribing, we appreciate that more than you know. But you can follow us on Instagram at SM underscore TN Sports. You can follow us on Twitter, the same handle at SM underscore TN Sports. Facebook at SMTN Sports and of course again the website sm-tnsports.com. If you can't uh, find us, just look up Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. We'll be there. Once again, we appreciate your time. And for Maurice Patton, I'm Chris Yao. Have a great day.
with two minutes to spare. And just 